Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Tuesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing. My goodness, is this a Chamber of Commerce Day? Even though this isn't Chamber of Commerce Day on the on the show, we, we do that on Thursdays with the, the business roundtable. But my goodness, the... Uh, the old saying that it's a Chamber of Commerce day, today's the day. Man, it's a, a beautiful day. Have you been, if you've not been outside, I encourage you to do it. Uh, what is it? Uh, 77 degrees, low humidity. Yeah, get out and do something tonight, boys and girls. Uh, you'll thank me <laughs> if you do. Uh, but yeah, educate, inform, entertain. That's what we try to do every day here, Monday through Friday. Uh, we don't do a lot of shouting don't, don't do a lot of grandstanding uh, we try to build up instead of tear down and so uh, truth over tribalism uh, principles over partisanship you know you can find a lot of that stuff uh, a lot of different places on the airwaves and certainly on cable news so we try to do something a little different here and hope hope that you enjoy it as you uh, do whatever you're doing here on the Tuesday afternoon but before we get any further along say hello to mr. Johnny Cadillac producer extraordinaire Dan, would you find that today's show is going to be more educating or informing? Oh, I think we're going to do, well, It's. I think it'll be, so here's how I define that. Educating is maybe something you didn't know before. Informing is maybe something that you are familiar with, but okay. you didn't know all the details. Fair enough. So, I'm ready for both, and of course I'm ready to be entertained. Yeah. It's Good Tuesday. <laughs> we'll do that, too. Uh, and remember, if you miss uh, any part of the show, if you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform anytime you like, or just go to KLIN.com, uh, go to the Dan Parsons page, scroll down and find the episode you're looking for. And... Uh, yeah, and we'd love you uh, for you to follow us on the Twitter, uh, X, uh, and um, and the Facebook. We like to carry on the conversation after hours, uh, so follow us uh, on the social media platforms. Well, uh, once a month, uh, we have the pleasure of talking with Mayor Leary and Gaylord Baird, and, and today's that day. Mayor, thanks for joining us here on this beautiful Tuesday. Hey, my pleasure. Good to be with you this evening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so how was summer for you? Are you getting into that fall mode and thinking about, well, we got a football game coming up, so it has to be fall, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> summer goes by so fast. And, uh, you know, I've got kids going off to school and yeah. resuming school at Southeast. So it's a lot more um, scheduled and structured for my family. But, yeah. um, but we're excited for the fall. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, I remember those days of of uh getting back in those routines and uh everybody kind of gets in their place and has that uh you know who's taking who to school who's taking who to practice all of that oh my like goodness the full crush and, and how <laughs> and how life changes when you get a driver a new driver yes, in the home right exactly so exactly. that that makes a big difference well um a couple things i wanted to chat about today i'm i'm so excited because uh, as you as you probably know, I I'm a bit of a foodie and I try to elevate the food culture here in our city and a, and an issue that uh, has been on a lot of people's minds uh, f- for many years is making it easier for food trucks uh, to uh, find a home and and do business here in our city and so uh, I'm really excited of your announcement a couple weeks ago of opening up the new food truck zone. 
Yeah, this is such a fun project, and it is going to help our our food trucks have a place to to come and park and and reach out to neighborhoods and help make an area that otherwise you know, was kind of a nondescript place become alive and exciting and, and really an addition to our Haymarket area of, of town. It's um, The food truck zone is more than food trucks. It's parkour. It's basketball. It's fun lighting under the Rosa Parks uh, Bridge. It's It's a way of making a place out of something that was really just a parking lot. Yeah, well, it's so exciting to see that part of uh, of South Haymarket come to life, and I know there's plans, obviously, for the for the new park down that way, and this is kind of the uh, the starting point, maybe, to uh, for some of that uh, exciting new development. So, uh, on K Street between sixth and seventh, and as you say, under the Rosa Parks uh, Way, and um, yeah, and so and and so remind our listeners, Mayor, how it will work. Uh, is it up to the food trucks, obviously, of who wants to participate and and when they do that? Uh, give us an idea of how that works. Yeah, well, we're still finalizing details on how organizations can reserve the space, or or how food trucks can you know learn about make you know being able to move their trucks over there. But we had a great launch of the project with just hundreds of people who came out for the first event. Our city council is actually going to be hosting a tailgate on September 30th before the Michigan game. So look forward to that planned event. There will be more details coming from the city soon. And this is just all a way of creating a place where people can come together and enjoy everything that, that downtown has to offer. Maybe make a stop, grab some food play game go skating on the skate facilities that are down there and then and then you know catch some of the other exciting things happening downtown this is this is a wonderful new addition, a real innovation for our downtown. Yeah, love it. That's great. Well, congratulations. I know that's an, a project that uh, the city's worked on. Former city councilwoman Tammy Ward, I know, has made that a priority when she was in office. And so it's really cool to see that uh, come to life. Um, yeah. the, the, the other uh, topic I wanted to chat about, because it's near and dear to my heart, is uh, uh, the alternative response program, uh, the compassionate uh, interaction between the police department and and Centerpoint uh, with uh, some of Lincoln's most vulnerable populations, our homeless folks. Yeah, that's right. Public safety is our top priority and making sure that we have a really strong community policing model far into the future is a priority for the chief and myself and our teams. And this is a great example of how we can co-create public safety with our partners in the community. The city and LPD are working with Centerpoint, and we've come together to create this new program that allows our dispatchers at 911 to redirect calls that don't require emergency service from law enforcement or don't require emergency service from our medical professionals. So instead, if there are cases where there are unsheltered residents um, who would better be served by supportive services and, and care, we can redirect those calls to Centerpoint. And uh, this has just been a really exciting evolution in our in our policing model. And I'm pleased to share that just within the first four weeks of having this program, 145 calls have been diverted to Centerpoint nice. that otherwise would have yet yeah, you know been adding to the workload for our officers. So it's it's a real win-win for our community. I I just think it's fantastic. I mean that's uh, you know it's it's much needed uh, in the city and in that population. Uh, 
you know, to service those folks and 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 to take the strain off from the, the police department mm-hmm. and and be able. And I I saw it, Mayor. I saw it just uh, recently. Uh, uh, I visually saw uh, an interaction. There was a. Uh, a homeless person uh, downtown and, uh, and the police uh, uh, were responding to something and, and interacting with them. And then there was a plain closed person. Uh, I assume this center point contact of, uh, of standing right there and, and listening and interacting. And, and so I got to see that uh, uh, up close and personal and just, uh, uh, you know, because the homeless population, even though it's, uh, uh, according to the latest uh, statistics of that survey that uh, that is done, has decreased uh, in recent years, uh, at least the survey. Um, but obviously, it's, it continues to be a problem. I mean, Lincoln's a growing city, and we're going to have folks that uh, who are in those uh, situations, and a lot of those people need. Uh, you know, they don't need police help necessarily, but they need uh, services, and, and oftentimes it's mental health services. And so I'm just thrilled that we had Topher Hansen on a few weeks back and talking about it. So Centerpoint is a perfect partner to uh, to do that. So I'm really excited about that. I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a wonderful evolution in the way we support our community. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, as we mentioned, uh, first home football games coming up Saturday, and, uh, you know, we we tend to forget <laughs> uh, some of the challenges that game day brings uh, to downtown Lincoln. So any tips and, and suggestions for folks as we approach uh, Saturday's game time? Well, we all want to have a lot of fun. And so, yeah, there are some, some tips that can help us all have even more fun at the Husker football game, uh, especially when we're on our way to and from. Yes. And that's, of course, where the city is kind of all hands on deck with our, our transportation and our traffic and parking teams. They are making preparations and want to help everyone have as smooth as possible of an experience. So we're working with UNL, we're working with um, the State Department of Transportation, all of us trying to make sure that we have uh, an optimized traffic experience for the game day. And, and we have traffic tips on our website at lincoln.ne.gov. We encourage people to check out. Um, also, if people don't want to get in their vehicles, we want to remind folks that our city buses, StarTran, has a Big Red Express service on game days that can help fans get to and from the stadium safely. And, and that service, you know, it starts a couple hours before kickoff from a number of locations, and we have that information on our website as well. Um, the, also, we've been doing a lot to try to make sure there are multiple ways to get around town, and so I want to encourage people who want to do uh bike link or scooter link, you know, take advantage of that, those last mile transportation options to park a little further away and hop on a a bike or scooter and get to uh, the game. So lots of really great ways to access Husker, the Memorial Stadium and the Husker game, um, including we are now offering folks the ability to park at any meter all day for only $15. Oh, that's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. They use the Passport app. There's a you can enter zone 90. So so more information about that online as well. Excellent. I think that's a great alternative. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Well, uh, yes, here we go. Uh, football season, and uh, let's get a win on Saturday. That way, when people are exiting the stadium, they'll be in much better mood. They'll that's stick right. around and to the <laughs> bars and restaurants before they have to go back home and and uh, enjoy a win from the Huskers. Yeah, well, game, game days are so impactful oh. in so many ways for our families 
opportunities for our businesses, for our city. Um, it, we can all have a great time, and uh, I, I do hope for a win as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mayor, thank you uh, for this once-a-month chat. It always goes so fast, but I deeply appreciate it, and I know our listeners do hearing from you. So thanks so much uh, for checking in. Hey, my pleasure, Dan. Thanks so much. Okay. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, Mayor. Uh, well, uh, let's take this quick break, and we'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the show. We're glad you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing, on this lovely Chamber of Commerce uh, Tuesday afternoon weather uh, here in the city. And uh, thanks to Mayor Lirian uh, for joining us for our monthly chat. And uh, we get to catch up on what's going on in the city. And, and food trucks, my goodness. Jeff Mall, who's coming on after the news break, but I, I asked Jeff uh, to jump on here because uh, he said I made him hungry talking about food trucks. Yeah, you think I just came out to do another segment? I came up here to talk <laughs> about food, Dan. Um, I did go down a couple weeks ago when they had the kickoff, but I was so hungry I didn't stand in line uh, to go. Uh, you know, I, 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 but I got to see a lot of people and uh, it was busy. That's just such a great amenity. I mean, we've talked for years on how we can uh, help the food trucks, uh, the startup businesses, but yet not interfere fear with the brick and mortar uh, restaurants and i think we found a really good compromise well and think about where we were when we uh, again we always talk about our opening a pinnacle bank arena with the farm to fork event yeah. and, and how we've elevated the food culture as an overall community and then to have the city make this process easy to allow the food trucks to come down plug in i was talking to nick from muchachos he said, Jeff, I can go down without a generator, plug into power, which oh, they provide, I didn't even think and about make that. an amazing food experience. And, and Nick ran out within you know, the first half hour, 45 minutes, up to an hour on food. And so I think they're going to be better prepared. I think a lot of these events are going to start to fall on busy times in the hay market and, and really kind of be that rising tide of food. I love it. The mayor said that the city council is going to host a, uh, a tailgate party down there for the Michigan game. Tailgating with the city council and, and, and then city staff. And yeah. Sounds like a fun event. I think so. You think I- there'll be some questions that might come up during the food? <laughs> like, what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about this? Um, uh, that's great. My brother's coming in town from uh, San Antonio, so we'll make sure we uh, show off my brother down there and introduce him to my friends. Yeah. And uh, I think this could generate additional food trucks. Right. Yeah, I think people will see now the opportunity that it provides. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you always catch... Uh, catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Jeff, what's your favorite podcast platform? I, I, I don't really listen to podcasts, Dan. <laughs> Did I just Put go on there? The spot. Wow. How about Where, that? Wherever See, you go, I, I try to find it. I didn't, script, uh, I didn't script this for you, Jeff, or you didn't script it for me. I'm a pretty so. simple man. I'm simple on social media. I, you know, I prefer conversation. And, well, here's you know. how I... Johnny, do you have I, a favorite? I was going to say, well, I'd say if you haven't... If you have an iPhone, it'd be Apple Podcasts. If you have any other phone, it's Spotify. Oh, I use Spotify all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so well, now you know what kind of phone I have. There you go. 
<laughs> well, stick around, folks. After the news break uh, coming up, uh, uh, Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln is going to come back and join us, as well as Sean Flowerday, Vice Chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And we're going to give an update on the proposed uh, Lincoln Convention Center uh, that these gentlemen had a news conference earlier today and uh, and talking about that uh, important project for the city. So stick around after the news. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, and coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, it's it's Wednesday, so let's talk about uh, what you're going to be doing for entertainment. Uh, and so we're going to have a couple of options for you. Mr. Bill Steffen from the Lead Center is going to be here uh, kicking off the new season at the Lead Center. So don't miss that. Uh, and some fun news from the Lincoln Airport Authority. Rachel Barth, uh, Director of Communications and Customer Engagement, is going to be talking about their upcoming celebration of Lincoln Welcoming Week uh, with their Friday movie. So stick around for that tomorrow and come back uh, with Sean Flowerday and Jeff Mall after this news break on 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition uh, where we often talk to our elected officials and uh, once a month we get to talk to Mayor Lyrian. So thanks again to the mayor for coming on and and chatting with us, give us a little update of what's going on in the city. Uh, remember, if you miss anything, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to podcasts, you know, I listen to podcasts every morning uh, when I go for my four-mile walk along the uh, Salt Creek Trail. And uh, and some people listen to podcasts when they're doing the dishes, uh, working out. There's all kinds of reasons to listen to the podcast. But anyway, if you miss us, uh, you can also go to KLIN.com. But, but a lot of people just choose to listen live, and that's the only way they like to uh, to get this content. Anyway, I'm giving Jeff a hard time. Yeah, I can uh, tell. Uh, uh, and remember, uh, in addition to that, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, Mr. Bill Steffen uh, from the Lead Center. We're going to kick off the new season of the Lead Center. Uh, with Bill tomorrow and uh, Rachel Barth, Director of Communications and Customer Engagement uh, from the Lincoln Airport. Uh, they've got their Friday, uh, October, um, excuse me, their fri- Friday outdoor movie uh, presentation of, D- of Disney's Moana uh, uh, the, coming up this Friday. So we'll chat with Rachel about that. Um, yeah. So, but I am thrilled to welcome into the studio. We got a full studio. This feels really, really homey. Uh, but let me welcome into the studio, Mr. Uh, Jeff Mall uh, from uh, Visit Lincoln. <laughs> And Sean Flowerday, Vice Chair uh, of the Lincoln 
excuse me, Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. And you're going to get a promotion here come January, right, Sean? That's that's the plan. We usually rotate every year, and for my sins, they're 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 making me county board chair. That's yeah, my understanding. So, so then it, that just means you have to make sure the trains are running on time. Right, right, right. That just means I sign twice the twice the number of paperwork I sign right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, in more sense, did you get a more central view of you on the CT uh, on the city TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. moved me into that middle into spot. the middle spot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the good real estate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it's a delight to have you in the studio because you had a big news conference today uh, to talk about the proposed uh, Lincoln Convention Center. And I know there's been a ton of work behind the scenes for a long, long time. And we've talked about it here on the show. And uh, and Jeff, of course, has been involved in this for many, many years. And, and going clear back to the Beitler administration and and the and the efforts to uh, when we uh, put on the ballot, the effort to build Pinnacle Bank Arena, and there was talk then about, gosh, don't we need a convention center in addition to this large arena? And uh, the timing wasn't quite, quite right, and the economics were quite right, so we set that aside. So here we are 10 years later uh, saying, nah, now's the time to do this. So, Jeff, maybe uh, if you want to start and talk a little bit about uh, the news conference today and and uh, and maybe where we've been and, and where we're going. Yeah, thanks, Dan. And, and it's great to have Commissioner Flower Day here because he is, he's been one of the instrumental entities or uh, people in this process about taking that next step. And I, I just want to remind people that are listening is we've talked about a convention center, Dan. You, you mentioned 10 years. I'm going to say 20 years. Yeah. Um, every year that goes by, we get further and further behind from, from meeting the true needs of the association convention market. Uh, currently, we know the Cornhusker Hotel is only hitting 30% of their market demand because they don't have any other space. So we have 70% of the market demand out there in, in, in state association business that drives sales tax and drives lodging tax that's going to Kearney, and they're going to Grand Island, and they're going to La Vista, or they might be leaving our state. So it's really time to try to bring them back. And if listeners remember, I I want to say that the groundwork that was laid by Downtown Club Rotary 14, yeah. uh, our office visit Lincoln and the Downtown Lincoln Association, remember the groundwork they put together was paying for the Phase 1 and Phase 2 CSL studies. Yep, yep. And those both came back with, you got to do it. You got to build it. it. There's definitely a market. This is how big you need to build it. They identified five sites downtown because that's where we want to do sure, this. That's where it makes sense. Is yeah. downtown. And, and so we really needed to figure out what that next step was. And, and we've had great leadership at the state. We've had great leadership at the county and the city. And everybody came together after this last legislative session when turnback tax was enacted. And so I'll let Commissioner Flower Day kind of talk about that next step yeah, a little please. bit and, yeah. and, and where we're going from having a great seed when it comes to construction. Well, and if I can, Sean, yeah, maybe please. back up a little bit and talk about that legislative right. effort and that turnback right. tax. Yeah. So I think this is kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say where we're at right now is about step three in the process. The first step was laid out by Downtown Rotary, by the Downtown Lincoln Association, and by Visit Lincoln. They got together and put those studies together along with the consultant CSL convention sports and leisure out of those studies and out of that push came a clear drive to find some way to fund this project that's what took us to the legislature uh, senators wishart senators bostar and senator ballard all worked th- th- this last legislative cycle to get a legislative fix through the one that we landed on was a in a, a 
we turned the turn back tax option back on. It, it is it is it is a legislative fix that has been used in the past. It was used for PBA. It's been used for other arenas and other and other uh, convention centers in the past in our in our community. Um, it is now available to us for this project. And could, could I get you just? I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but just briefly describe that turn back tax and how that works. Sure. So it's usually uh, it's an area around a project that's receiving turn back tax that then has the ability to collect what would normally be state sales tax that would go go into state coffers state, and yeah. instead comes back to the project to sponsor that. So, you know, the taxpayer walking around on the street doesn't feel any different. They don't experience any difference in, in, in the actual money that they're spending. But instead of those collections going to the state of Nebraska, they're going to the project, which is boosting sales tax revenue throughout the area around it. Go ahead, Jeff. And that's 70 percent of the sales tax right. that is collected will go towards a specified project in downtown Lincoln, which we think will be a convention center. Why this is good for the entire state of Nebraska is the additional 30% goes back to a a fund that is accessible to other uh, municipalities across the state, whether you're building a pool or ball fields or renovating a library or doing something like that. Those dollars are real. So rising tide floats all ships. Well, and and I want to point out uh, for our listeners, which is maybe the most important point we want to get across, there's no new taxes involved in this. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taxes are not going up from this. And and the person, you know, the person who's just going going to the restaurant or doing their shopping isn't going to experience any difference in the sales tax. They're not going to notice notice the change. It's just a, a difference in where that that funding's going. This opportunity that came out of this last legislative session position puts us in a position where we can really we can make a meaningful push to get a convention center in you know the next couple of years i anticipate that the assemble lincoln group is going to do their work this year and next year so that we get all the pre-construction work done ahead of time so that we're we're looking at 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 talking about construction in you know not five years not ten years but wow. two, two or three wow. something like that well and I, do, I i just want to point out and i've mentioned it before on the on the air uh that our uh, Lincoln delegation of state senators worked so well together this past session. And it doesn't have to be that way because, you know, there's R's and D's and I's and, you know, the, we, we don't get along all the time. But there was a concerted effort uh, by our Lincoln delegation to get this done. The and I'm not going to get the term right, but the community consensus agenda that the chamber put together was a really, really big win for this community, yeah. and it, it it came together from from Lincoln Water to the convention center to a whole bunch of different factors. It, it was a great it was a great push. Yeah. Uh, so news conference today was an announcement of of this new group that's been put together to help lead this process. And again, it's city, county, state. And and some private individuals as well, right? right? Right. So it's 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 you know local government, state government, actually federal government too. Yes. Uh, Deb Shore, district director uh, from uh, Congressman Flood's office, mm-hmm. is 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 on on the uh, is on the team with us. So it's myself from the county. We've got uh, several several state senators. Senator uh, Bostar is is the chair. Mm-hmm. Senator Wishart, Senator Ballard, who I mentioned before, they're both on there with us. We've got uh, Kenny Zoller, the uh, Governor's uh, policy research director mm-hmm. is is on the team with us there. We've also got um, Rich Herring, who is yeah. former head of Lincoln and State Chamber. Yep. He's representing the private sector, and uh, Lynn Rex from the League of Municipalities, who will talk endlessly about <laughs> yes. all of the different projects that that this funding has helped in smaller communities. And, and and Lynn was key in our testimony as we lobbied really hard from a Lincoln standpoint to get this tongue in the, done in the legislature. But Lynn will also be quick to remind you that the League of Municipalities will be a user of this convention space 
Because right now, most of their meetings, their four meetings they hold, are out in Kearney, Nebraska, all, based yeah. on based on capacity. Yeah. And she says, our people want to be in Lincoln. This yeah. is the capital city. This is where we want to host our event. Yeah. Well, and, and Jeff, uh, we've got a little time here before we take a break. Um, but from your perspective, from Visit Lincoln, I mean, you're, as you've said before, we're missing out on not only associations and, and uh, conventions here in the state, we're missing out regionally. Oh, the the regional market, the national market, um, there's just a lot of things that we miss out on. And I have an amazing sales team. I, I have just great people that are out there on the road. We have two on the road this week that are out there talking about Lincoln. And I will tell you, 60 to 70% of the time, we're in front of groups that are asking for capacities that we don't have. Yeah, there's just not the right so, uh, space. And the lost business and the relationship that we have with the county board. Remember, the county board collects the lodging tax yes. that comes to my entity to market Lincoln as a destination. So it behooves us to go out and, and create that rising tide mentality because the more tax we have, we have a stronger marketing effort, and we're also to do, be able to do more grants and the through that process And the additional well. revenues that come out of a project like this go right back into the community in more tourism spending and more opportunities to, to boost tour, tourism in, across the community. Very good. Well, let's take this break, and we'll come back and finish up. And I want to get into, you know, what's the next phase of this and what can we expect? Uh, we're visiting with Sean Flowerday, uh, Vice Chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, and Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. We'll be back after this short message on 1499 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Boy, howdy. And by the way, that was the name of the bull that was up in, uh, was it Norfolk, uh, that the, the bull was riding shotgun in the... Howdy doody. It was howdy, howdy doody. Howdy doody. Yeah, I always say boy, howdy, and then, yeah, howdy doody. Anyway, we are having so much fun here. We've got a studio full of guests. Mr. Sean Flowerday, Vice Chair of the Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. Mr. Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. And we even, and Jeff even brought a, a very special guest, uh, his mother along. So, Connie, uh, thanks for coming on to the Dan Parsons Show. You should say hi. Well, thanks for letting me be here. It's been my pleasure. It's a great group of people. I'm proud of Lincoln and what you're all doing. Yeah, and this this guy uh, does pretty good, Mr. Mall. He does pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. You did well. We'll Thank keep you. him. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, we're talking about the, the next exciting uh, developments in the proposed uh, Lincoln Convention Center. And uh, these two gentlemen, along with a bunch of other folks, have been working on this project for a long, long time. And we're a lot closer. So, gentlemen, tell us, uh, so you have a news conference today announced this new uh, group, Assemble Lincoln. Was there any, uh, <clears throat> was there any references to, uh, uh, to um, uh, any uh, uh, superheroes uh, in this, uh, in this we've, name? Dan, we've had an agreement that the first person who makes an Avengers joke has to leave the room. <laughs> okay, well, and we all, did, guess, we have, in charge. all the way through. No, we have had this agreement. <laughs> this has been a standing agreement since the beginning, and, Dan. And if you were in my office, I have an Avengers thing on my door right now, just because that's... <laughs> That's the only place I can even make mention of it. Yeah, no, no one, no one's allowed. <laughs> we really wrestled with well, the word assemble. You didn't, you didn't prep me, but I'm not the first person to think of it. So right. anyway, and welcome to the newly acquired Johnny Cadillac show. Some stands been kicked out. Well, you're gonna have to compete with Connie Mall. Oh, that's yeah, true. That's right. I don't yeah. stand a chance. I like yeah. it, yeah. Connie and Johnny. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have a tagline. There you go. Well, okay. So, gentlemen, what's what's next? This is on a pretty fast track. 
Yeah, so, you know, today we had the press conference. We announced the RFLI. That's a request for letters of interest. So that's anyone with a site, any developers, any design teams that might be might be interested in this. They now will 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 express their interest to the group, put forward their qualifications, talk about what they think they could bring to a convention center and what what interest they have in working with us. From there, this group is tasked with figuring out the governance structure of how we move forward with setting up a publicly owned convention center because this really is a publicly led project right yes. the very nature of a turnback tax um fu- uh, turnback tax funded convention center it has to be a public entity that applies for it and then that and then the state signs off on that if they like our application they sign off for that and that's where the funding fundamentally comes from um so we'll establish the the, the governance structure and then we move into rfps for a design team and rfps for a site and that's really that's sort of the outlook for the rest of the year and going into next year but you're on a pretty fast track, Jeff. You said you're putting this first uh, request out like this week. Probably this week. And if you go to if you go to assemblelincoln.com, we should by the end of the week have the RFLI on that site. Right now you can go there, look up the two feasibility studies. Once that RFLI is issued, we're going to look at about a 30 to 45 day window for those to be out in the design community. And okay. keep in mind the RFLI is specific to do you have the land and do you have the team? So we have to see. We have to kind of vet through this process, right? So we're not limited to those five sites that were identified in the survey. No, not no, at all. And I no. would tell you there are there are quite a few other yeah, sites that I, have expressed an interest. I think. I mean, we'll definitely look at those five sites. Sure. I think we're talking somewhere along the lines of fifteen to twenty potential sites that we'll be looking at before it's all said and done. That's. I mean, that's me taking a guess, but it's it's going to be quite a few. But again, all in the downtown area. Generally, yeah. Yeah. I, there, I guess there may be someone say, that. Pitch is something that's not in the downtown. I would uh, say downtown vicinity. and near downtown. Okay. Yeah. There, there's yeah. been a lot of discussions, but I think that the, the, the genesis of the two studies was to do something downtown just because that's yeah. where that's where the action's at. That's where we have existing yeah. hotel structure and entertainment and nightlife. I do want to mention that this team that we've mentioned, not one of us have experience in, in design architecture. <laughs> not one of us have any experience in selection of sites and so forth. We are going to be as fiscally sound and transparent with this process as we can but we're going to have a, a national firm, somebody that has national experience leading these projects, help guide us through that. And we've talked to CSL. They have a firm. There are a lot of firms probably out there in Lincoln that could help us with this. So that will be probably a next thing that we need to start right. to, talk, to right. talk about. Right. Is is it, we're, we're, we're looking at several consultants. We've already had conversations with CSL. CSL helped do the two studies already. Sure. And CSL worked with the city of Lincoln building PBA. Okay. So they know the community. But we're, we're talking about some local groups, too. So I think, I think that's all still to be, you know, to be determined. But... We're moving fast with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an exciting time for the city. I'm, I'm so thankful for your leadership, gentlemen, and uh, and, the, and your whole team. There's been a lot of people that have been involved in this process, and it's it's just so exciting for the city uh, to see this develop and, and see us. Because, my goodness, and, and we talked about this last week, Jeff, of just how many hundreds of thousands of people were in this city uh recently in advance and let's just keep it going the, the number was four hundred and eighty thousand people over six days it's just amazing from a concert to a pretty big volleyball game to the air show to the gravel world so those are the types of things and, and, and if you would survey those people and say what was your experience like in lincoln nine times out of ten or nine point nine times out of ten they're going to say we're coming back yeah because yeah. it's the people it's the experience it's the way of life 
it's the easiest thing that we have to sell each and every day. Well, and, and again, it's the leadership from the city and the county and the private sector. And, uh, you know, we talked about food trucks earlier. That, that's another amenity that people expect uh, when they come to a convention. Yeah, and our our downtown's really primed for a convention center. We have a you know we have the bars, we have the restaurants, we have we have the shopping, we have all the amenities um, that the tourism desires, and we do a really good job of filling our hotel rooms on the weekends on Friday nights. It's that Monday through Thursday that we've got the we've got all that capacity there. Do and I do want to remind listeners that uh, probably sooner than later at assemblelincoln.com we are going to have a feedback portion where oh, we invite the community good. to reach out and, and ask questions or give us ideas on design concepts and, and what kind of users they might be of this facility because I think this process has to be properly vetted in the community that when we even get to the point that we narrow down a bunch of different sites we want to host some sort of event to, to have the community come out and take a look at it, Absolutely. no different than they do with roads. Yeah, there'll be a public open house, yep. um, similar to what we did with, with, with the Lincoln Water Project, what yep. we do with big big roads construction. There'll be an open house event where people can come down and give their feedback and just see what the options are. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that. I look forward to uh, continuing to inform our listeners. You guys are always welcome, obviously. Jeff's got a couple standing. Uh, as long as you bring Connie along. Well, you, you I, I bring guess. bring Connie back. Are you going to? She might be my chauffeur from now on. I'll just kind of sit in the back and prep for the show. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again, gentlemen. Thanks for getting us uh, uh, informed on what's happening with the proposed convention center. And, uh, yeah. Well, uh, before we take off, uh, just to remind you, tomorrow's show, Bill Steffen uh, from the Lead Center will be here to kick off their new season. Uh, and then Rachel Barth from the Airport Authority. Well, that's it, folks. Enjoy your evening. Now, don't go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.